Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Fresh with Eric and Ryan. We are your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast. It's a Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. And we're excited to have you guys join us on another podcast, our 24th podcast here. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at KingscastDFresh, at KingscastEric, and at KingscastRyan. As always, our episodes are sponsored by Ziggy Smoke Shop. Give them a follow on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 with locations in Stockton and Tracy. And make sure you're checking their Instagram for their current hours. Let's check in with the guys, Eric and Ryan. How you guys doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited that we're doing this. Usually we do them in the mornings. Today is at night. Um, so I'm going to be a little more lively this time around. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, man. It's going to be fun. Sweet. Yeah, No, I like doing them at night. I think early back in the season we were doing them at, at night. And it's that different vibe. I think a little more loose in the evening when we do the podcast. I've had all my caffeine for the day. Um, I ate my dinner, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, Ryan, your uh, allergies doing better today, man? Uh, they are better at nighttime. Hey, real quick, I'm really excited. Can I just share something? Uh, so I bought a house a few months ago. I've been landscaping the backyard. It's been coming along real well. A couple weeks ago, I laid a cement patio. And I put some lights in that are like solar lights. And this is probably two and a half, three weeks ago. They just turned on right now. Just to let you guys throw that out there. My lights actually work. I was really pissed because I spent like 80 bucks and they weren't working. Randomly just turned on. So that's a plus. Breaking news. Breaking news here on King's Cast. The Hell solar yeah. lights at the Cold Pepper house are on. <laughs> now, yes, did you, awesome. did, was there a switch or something you needed to flip? Or? No. Uh, they're, they're, they're solar lights, Eric. So... Um, they are freestanding in the dirt. They have a battery in them that are, I, don't, I honestly, I don't know. I put them in the dirt a couple weeks ago. They haven't been working. I was going to take them back. And my wife just texted me right now and said, my lights came on. So hell yeah. The little so if thing, gets up and leaves. If Ryan gets up and leaves, he's going to check on his lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's like I talked cool. about, it's like I talked about last week. Like the, the, the one of the biz, biggest accomplishments I've done over the quarantines has been my yard and getting that thing nice and green. Um, I actually got a sprinkler head in the mail today, so I'm itching to replace that. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, uh, the same thing as you, Ryan, that sense of accomplishment, you know, when you get shit done and that's, what's been going on with all this free time. Okay. So you bought your sprinkler head like through Amazon. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Have you seen the lines at home Depot? They're crazy, man. Well, I live, I live in, I live in Escalon hashtag city of champions and we have a nice ACE hardware that does not have a line. So I can walk right into your local Ace Hardware, get my sprinklers when I need. So no, uh, I don't have to go that route. The, so, the, yeah, I live <laughs> – the closest Home Depot to me is by Sac State. And, uh, man, that one's crazy. I tried to go in the parking lot, and I couldn't even 
I couldn't even get in the parking lot. So I turned around. But um, I guess moving on, though, to, uh, to some like maybe no more cool stuff for people to listen to. Um, <laughs> you know, what you guys you guys been working any anything you guys been doing at work or anything like that? I was just going right, to say, so like, trying- what, I was just going to say, like, what do you guys been doing? Like during this time, like I've golfed twice in the last week. Like you guys been golfing or like, Eric, what have you been up to, man? I've been going, I've been working. I went back to work. So it's pretty much just been that the cycling, like I've been talking about doing the yards, uh, Ryan, you back at work. Like what have you been up to? Okay. So I've been working like two, sometimes three days a week. Um, I actually just got a call today. Um, I'm pretty positive. Well, I'm going back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, and I'm pretty sure starting next week on five days a week. Um, Real quick, I think Eric kind of hinting. I told him a story earlier about about what happened to my job. Um, last week, uh, I work at a federal facility, and we had a a person come on, and we had to search his truck. Long story short, there was a briefcase, and uh, I had to search this briefcase. I opened it up, didn't really think nothing of it. Uh, turns out there was a dildo in there, not a big one, normal sized. Um, just from some regular old man. So now, that, now can, hey, can I interject? Let me interject on your story real quick. So you, when you say normal okay, size, what do you mean like normal size for a man or normal size for you? Because you know, um, well, hey, that's a valid, okay, valid question, Eric. Me and Eric are brothers, so I'm pretty sure we share the same, uh, same size, or at least in the same ballpark, at least. Um, this was normal size, like man. So I'm going to go ahead and say like normal, probably like six and a half, seven normal size, man. Okay. Yes, so by I know far Eric, larger you're going to you. say by far larger. Yes, for sure. <laughs> of average, right? 100%, 100%. I'm just going off of what I've heard from other guys. That's it. That's all. Okay. What so you, you found the dildo. Did you, did you like do what okay. you do? Okay. So, I mean, having a dildo is not illegal. So. What could I do? Um, the guy was, wasn't was paying attention. Like We were searching his vehicle, and he was probably, I don't know, 20 yards away. So what I did, I thought it would be funny, is I left it out. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really put it back in its normal place. So that way, like, he's going to drive down the street, and he's going to look over and be like, oh, crap, they, they found my dildo already. So I just thought that'd be a little funny, even though I'm not going to be able to see his reaction. You know, it brought me a little joy in that moment. So that's that's what I've been doing, guys. That's honestly one of the funniest stories, and that's why I was like, "Do you have to, you have to tell this shit on the podcast?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like the world needs to know that there's there's truckers out there traveling with with dildos in suitcases. <laughs> and the the you know the funny part was is the guy was super cool. He was probably sixty, super nice guy. He got he came out. Hey, how you doing, young man? I was like, oh, doing good, sir. Blah blah blah. You know, he was real like you know charismatic and i just thought he was just old grandpa you know turns out grandpa's a freaky leaky dude crazy man freaky so leaky that was... with that fake <laughs> <leaky>. <laughs> yeah. so all right let's get this going dude we don't want to get too far crazy in the weeds and weird we don't want people to think we're weird guys yeah we are kind of weird and i think if people have been listening to us for a while they know we're weird but i don't know it's fun because sometimes that we come on here and we do get pretty serious and deep into kings and and i think right now business yeah and i think like right now it's a good time just to be loose and just just kick back um you know there's not too much going on right now and it's it it is a fun time on twitter 
And I think that we get a lot of our our content from Twitter because we we interact and interject a lot on on articles in, in the chats. Um, and I think that we're just like a little bit different. And so um, I think today, I think it'd be a good idea if we just go through today and really just talk about what's been going on on in the Twitter land. That's kind of been my, that's kind of been my thing of my phrase, I guess. Right. And so in King's land rather. Right. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk about some different articles, but I wanted to introduce a new segment to everybody. If you guys are down, um, and as I wanted to drop the trash, uh, trash take of the week. So I, I think what we need, what we should start doing each week is just seeing if we can find one article. That's the, like the trash take of the week and kind of break it down. So I didn't really have it ready, but do you guys think that's something we we could probably we could probably come up with that each week, right? Pretty easy. This is this is this is fun because at least once a week, at least the three of us team up on somebody on Twitter for making some stupid takes. We, so we never I'm lack, excited about we this. we never lack content regarding someone to go after for saying something stupid. So so I'll start it off. Let's start off uh, this week and let everybody know it's garbage day. It's time to take out the garbage, and um. You know, so that's the, the trash take of the week is going to go to um, Bryant something. I don't know who Bryant something is. He, he's from the Kings Herald. So uh, old Sacktown Royalty guys, they started the Kings Herald. And one of their first articles that they put out was who is the second best Sacramento King? And I think that is season. And so um, they went through and they broke down a couple different ones. And I'm going to give Bryant the trash take of the week because guess guess what, guys? Guess who he picked as his number two player for the Kings this season? Ryan's doppelganger. <laughs> I do kind of look like him. I'll give you that. <laughs> Maybe we should throw up, Doug. Doug, we should throw up a side-by-side on Twitter just to fuck with Ryan of when he was I younger. One a couple years ago. We'll, we'll have to share that with our fans. <laughs> Yeah, so when I uh, when I was in high school, that was when I was in high school. I don't think we look alike anymore, but when I was probably eighteen, yes, I, I will give I'll, that to you. I'll give you that. Yeah, a younger Ryan looks like kind of like a, a modern day bogey. That's that's correct. Yes. Yeah, so this guy I'll accept put, that. This guy put Bogdan Bogdanovich as our second best player. And um I, if you've been listening to King's cast, you know how we feel about Bogey. Uh, we just think he's a good player, he's average. I'm gonna read you guys his kind of opening reasoning and Ryan, I'll let you kind of pick this apart and just kind of let people know why this is fucking dumb. Okay. So he says, Bogdan Bogdanovich is the King's second most important player. He's arguably the most well-rounded King on the roster. Okay. Offering real shooting gravity, secondary playmaking, solid. And, oh, and solid team defense. And this is the kicker while not needing to pound the air out of the ball to be effective. Um, and then he's an excellent fit with the rest of the Kings, since my favorite word, the Kings core, all right? He can control the ball to free up Buddy Heald, which him and Buddy Heald, how often do those guys ever even play together? I, I, rarely. Um, he can run the pick and roll with Rashawn Holmes or, or Marvin Bagley and space the floor with his offensive versatility. And it, it's, it's like four paragraphs. I'm not going to read them all. Ryan, why don't you break this guy down right now and just tell us why we disagree with this? Okay. I'm going to jump back a few minutes ago to what you said about taking the trash. I'm not going to let this slide because I've been holding on to this for the last few minutes. Um, Eric said we're going to take out the garbage. 
I'm pretty sure it was a line from the Mighty Ducks when they're all shooting soda cans at Goldberg and Gordon <laughs> Bombay is yelling, it's time to take out the trash. Like, That's not I'm, where I'm, I pulled wondering. the reference. It's not where I pulled the reference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. All right. Nah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Eric is a huge Mighty Ducks fan, so I just wanted to. M2 is the, it's the okay. greatest sequel ever made. Go ahead. Well, that was that was the original Mighty Ducks when Goldberg was terrible and they all shot soda cans at him. But anyways, okay. So back to Bryant, whatever his name is. All right. First off, he says that Bogdan is. What do you say? Doesn't dribble the he doesn't need to dribble the ball out or the air out of the ball. Okay. First, I we've talked about this multiple times. When you watch Sacramento, Bogey literally just sits there and dribbles the ball. Okay. He that is something that he does do. He holds on to the ball too long. Uh secondary playmaking, that is something that I can, you know, whatever. Um, Kings don't really have too many playmakers, so I'm not really gonna try to touch on that. Um as far as shooting, I I don't really see where that's coming. I mean, Buddy Heald is by far the best shooter on that team. So I, I just don't – it feels to me like this Bryant guy doesn't really watch the Sacramento Kings play too often. Um, you know, team defense – what's the exact verbiage on that, Eric? He says that he, he plays solid team defense. Yeah, you know, and what the fuck – what is that? Like, what is that? I see – and that's and that's where he kind of lost me is, you know, I'll I'll get along with your playmaking, okay, whatever. But solid team defense, all right? Um, I don't know if there's a stat for that, if there's something that this guy could break down for us, but I would say that there is other guys on the team that play other team, you know, team defense-wise. That, that, to me, that doesn't really mean anything. All right, great, you come over and help out on, you know, you play some help side defense. That's awesome. Um, but again, I, I don't think the, this guy really watches too much Sacramento basketball. Buddy Hield is by far the best player, the second best player on the team. As, as far as Bogdanovich, he was averaging 14 points and three assists and three rebounds when he was on the bench. He gets put in the starting lineup and he does the same thing. And I want to say that his shooting even went down a little bit. So I, I really don't understand where this guy's coming from. It's it's these constant takes. I know that we're we we are very quick to point out the bogey thing. It's it's something that we've got that we've got hyped on just because we feel like we early on we identified this and collectively I feel like we all agree and it seems like the narrative around bogey hasn't changed for the majority which is that he's this well-rounded player this he gets a lot of credit for a lot of things I don't think he, I think people like the idea of him and I think that people that maybe don't understand as much they just like the idea of him is do you think that's what it is um, I a hundred percent think that is, you know, a lot of people get mistaken too, but Donovich has only been in the league three years. All right. A lot of people mistake him and think that he's a lot younger. I know me and Eric talked about this yesterday. A lot of guys think, you know, he, maybe he's 24, maybe 25, but Donovich will be 28 by the time the season starts this year. So I see a lot of stuff as people, you know, Eric was reading an article yesterday. Uh, you know, somebody said that Bogdanovich can turn into a real three and D guy. He has potential to be that. What we're seeing from McDonovich right now is what you're going to get for the rest of his career. In the NBA, your prime is from 27 to about 32 years old. McDonovich is smack dab in the middle of that. And I, I really don't understand where people think he's going to develop into anything more than what he already is. So I think people that listen to us know, they know how we feel about this. Um, I don't really know how much we have to, we've said a lot already, but we can't, we can't attack somebody um in their article, I guess, without offering up some type of 
we offered up our rebuttal and why we don't think he is. I, I think we are in agreement on who the second best player is. And, and Buddy Hill, do you agree with that, guys? Yes, it's 100%. Buddy Hill. It's Buddy Hill. Yeah. I mean, Buddy Hill is the second sec, second highest scorer on the team. Um, you know, I, I think he's the second best player. He has. We've talked about how we believe he has elite uh, elite skill traits and everything you know the crazy thing is and i wanted to have a debate around this as we broke this guys down i i really honestly i i thought about it and i'm trying to be real i'm not going to be i'm not going to try to be a hater just because we haven't been too high on bogdanovich but realistically i would put him as about the sixth or seventh best player on the kings i, I don't know how you guys but like let's add it up and see you know i well you know Throughout that other article, there was a lot of people who named different players. I think one guy had Harrison Barnes. One guy had Rashawn Holmes. And literally, all those guys, Jared, you know, Durant, Marvin Bagley, whatever you want to say, you can make arguments for those other guys, okay? Each one of those other players does something pretty elite at their position. Like, Buddy is an elite three-point shooter. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, I would say, is an elite athlete, all right? Uh, McDonavich, for me, he doesn't do anything great. You know, everything is pretty average. He's a, you know, he's an average to good, you know, good shooter. Uh, I would say he's average defense. His athleticism is probably a little below average. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't understand the argument for him being the second best. You know, like all, Harrison Barnes, he's big. He can play multiple positions. So, I don't know if you guys catch my drift, but he can, you know, there's other arguments for other players. So I would say, because uh, I said I, I feel like there might be five to six players better than Bogdanovich. I would say, of, of course, and this will be in no order, but I'll start with Fox, Buddy Heald. I would take Rashawn Holmes. I would take Harrison Barnes. Um, I would take a Marvin Bagley. I would, and honestly, this this year, I would probably prefer Kent Bazemore. And that's where a lot of people would probably disagree with me, but that's how I feel. I would take Kent Bazemore right now over Bogdanovich. Um, and, and maybe he's not better, but I think that Kent Bazemore is equally as versatile as far as his ability to play a couple different positions. The thing about Bazemore is he play, he plays defense. You know, He's he, a much better defender. He's a much better defender, and he seems to be able to shoot. Um, that's kind of the class that I put Bogey in, and that's why I get so worked up, I guess, and I think you guys do too, when people start touting him as the number two player. I don't think we're we're ever going to get a, an answer. I haven't, I have not heard a, a good rebuttal to what we've said. I think it's just going to unfortunately take us a lot of time before we we this plays out, and either we're gonna, I think we're just going to be right at the end of the day, which is going to suck. Um, yeah, for me. Yeah, I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just wanted to, to jump in and say, I, I think personally, the, the only guy that could maybe, um, you know, go up against Buddy for the second best player would be Marvin Bagley, but he hasn't played this year. So it's hands down Buddy healed. I think straight across the board, we can all agree with that. So the, the only disagreement that I have with your argument, Eric, right there is um, like Doug, Doug just said, you know, Marvin Bagley hasn't really played. Um, I do think Bogdanovich is a better player than King Bazemore. I, I mean, I really do. And we have seen such a small sample size of King Bazemore. Um, but I, I would probably throw, I would probably go Fox, uh, you know, Buddy, Harrison, Rashawn Holmes. And then I think Bogey, Marvin, 
um, you know, those guys. Then you start making arguments for other guys. So moving on to another article, which was the old sack. Well, it's Sacktown Royalty, but Sacktown Royalty has new uh, writers. And for this one, I wanted to talk about it's, it's it's the same thing. It's like I felt like this week maybe we kind of went. Everybody was seemed to be writing a lot of articles about um, ranking Kings players and things like that. And so this Sacktown Royalty article, uh, they put they gave they gave all the players grades and it seemed like every player got an a or a b i mean don't you guys think that's ridiculous if you're going to grade out the team this season i mean you're going to give a team what's their record how you know they're they're losing 28 uh, and 36 games under 500 yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it, so it's like you're going to you're going to give them all a or b's like that that's lazy reporting or writing or whatever you want to call it we went in on this guy, Christian Revis, because – or is his name? Yeah, Christian Revis, at Rad Revis, uh, because he gave Bogey an A. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, you went in on this guy, man. You broke down the stats. I thought it was really funny when he – what was he talking about, how he graded him? What did he say to you? All right, so, you know, when you make – you know, when, when you make observations like this and you give a guy an A and it's gone against everything that I've seen this year and everything that we've talked about on the show, uh, I started throwing stats at him. You know, I'm you can't lie with stats. Stats don't lie. So I threw, you know, stats out there, you know, 14 and whatever. Three and three is what he averaged when he was on the bench. Um, 14, three and three is average. What do you when, when he was the average when he started? Also. Um, you know, this guy's rebuttal was, you know, well, he's responsible for this winning streak late in the, blah, blah, you know, whatever. No, he's not. The Kings made moves at the trade deadline and got deeper, younger, more athletic and, and got a little better. Um, yeah. So he, he came back with, I think I kind of stumped him and he, his rebuttal to that was, uh, well, you, you do know what grading on a curve is, right? So, you know, now I'm sitting here like, oh, so now we're grading on a curve. I don't. You know, why didn't you say that in your article? And maybe I wouldn't have got on here and blasted you a little bit on Twitter. So, um, by the way, the guy's a Lakers fan. So it, it, that's another guy. Obviously, he just doesn't really watch Sacramento basketball. I don't understand how you can give anybody besides maybe Darren Fox an A for the season. The team's bad. They're eight games under 500. You know, if the season the, the season was going towards another non-playoff uh, route. So I, I don't I again, I don't understand this guy's observation. It's, you know, it's, I don't know. I think one thing we've done lately is we've inserted ourselves into a lot of conversations on Twitter. Um, and, and I don't think we're being trolls. I think some people take us as that. I think that one thing we like to do is we like to kind of embrace that debate, embrace the, um, those discussions and, I feel like when every time we get into it with people on there, we just say some stuff because I just want people to defend their points sometimes, you know, or, or like, what did you mean by that? I, th I feel like sometimes it's kind of a uh, lazy writing. Um, I don't know. Do you guys feel like we're maybe trolls or do you think that's a little bit off? Well, I think Eric, just to kind of extend on what you're talking about, we make people uncomfortable per se, because I think they've been coddled by, you know, local media and stuff because they, they always take the safe route and, you know, the guys who are average players get a little bit too much love sometimes on the, uh, you know, on the media up here. So 
I, I think we're, we're trying to get the real word out and how we see things. And cause we feel like, um, a lot of other Kings fans see things how we do. It's just, they're, you know, kind of afraid to come out and talk about it, but also, um, I just want to point out too, if you were to look further into this Twitter conversation, these guys I screenshotted, these guys that have taken over Sacktown royalty also do a ton of Lakers coverage. So yeah, are they really watching every Kings game and uh, are they giving their best input regarding that? So no. So like, I, I completely agree with you. A lot of guys, they're not watching like that. Uh, and it's not, you know, touching on the troll thing. It's not that we're trolls Our you know, we don't, go on Twitter looking to just bash people for their takes. It's I'll respect your take when you support your take. I don't put anything on Twitter about Sacramento or any other sports or anything without thinking it through. I'm not going to put something, you know, uh, you know, like giving somebody a grade for the season without giving uh, an explanation to why. So like Eric said, soft takes, we're going to come after you. If you support your take and you stand your ground, I'm all for it, man. I'll respect, I'll respect what you think. But again, you know, don't come at us with a soft take and, you know, just give us some non-statistical facts and what, that's the kind of stuff that bugs us. You know, what's hell funny is that lately it's happened a couple of times. Matt George gave it to me. A couple people have gave it to us. They get frustrated because they have to engage. And, um, it seems like the standard response is is like this. Well, good luck with your podcast, then. <laughs> like, like, like. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like these people put out the, their their articles and they live in their little bubble, like you guys were saying, and and they don't feel they feel like they're above being questioned, you know. And it's just funny that response back. I I, I get a kick at those. Hey, can we just wrap this subject up with this? I just looked further into it too. He gave Yogi Ferrell, who's played in 44 games and averages 4.2 points a game, a C. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You want to give it. <laughs> Come on, dude. Wanna... <laughs> average, so, average, low bench guy, whatever, dude. Just, so that's that my just point. validates our point. That's my point, yeah. Before we go into the, the, the big article, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I didn't bring this one up with you guys, but I had a Bleacher Report. Um, tell me what you guys think. I, I retweeted uh, their thing. They've been every day or every other day, they've been redrafting NBA drafts starting with like the year 2000 or something. And they did a redrafting of the 2011 NBA draft where the Kings picked seventh. Uh, they had, uh, they had uh, the Kings picking Isaiah Thomas at number seven. Over Jonas <laughs> Ballas, Junis, and Tristan Thompson, Tobias Harris. I, I retweeted it and I said, haha, the Kings still blow it in a redraft. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> you know? Instead of taking him at 60? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Isaiah Thomas had had bits in his career, but like, I don't know. You know, over some of those guys, I just thought that was a funny thing to bring up. Um, redrafts redrafts are fun if we could find a way to do an episode of a redraft that would be that would be fun to do because i know ryan and i look, look like doing stuff like that i'm real quick real quick i'm not you you would say that you would take jonas valanciunas over isaiah thomas in a redraft only because um probably man i i, I think isaiah thomas had that one year and no he didn't i think so are we going to go into a whole uh, we'll you wanna, talk about this that 
We'll I was going to say, I can, I can read off the top 10 of what actually happened so our listeners kind of have an idea remembering what the 2011 draft went like. I'm yeah, like, in a redraft, though, Isaiah Thomas 7, like, that. yeah, why not, dude? O- like over, <laughs> over Tobias Harris? Over Clay yeah. Thompson? At this point, Wait, where's Clay Thompson no, no, going no, that one? Clay Thompson probably has got to go two or three in the redraft, yeah. okay? Over, to buy, yeah. over Tobias Harris right now, okay? So we're talking about up to this points in their career. Isaiah Thomas, definitely, Eric. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not really high on Isaiah Thomas. I think was, Isaiah Thomas played on a, on a pretty decent team and, and got – was the focal point and, and got the opportunity to score 20 in a game that year. Besides that, he was a good scorer, but uh, there's a reason he just kind of no one, that, no one ever, but that Boston even. team made up that Boston team advanced in the playoffs, dude. Like I don't understand. And he averaged when he was a Sacramento, he averaged 20 points a game and he was legit. He had a few very good years. Look, at the end of the day, I made it lighthearted. I don't feel like that would have been the best choice at that spot. I just thought it was, I thought it was funny to bring up. But hey, just looking uh, at this draft, though, that was a great draft deep. But go ahead, Eric. Sorry. No, it was. It was. That's the thing about these redrafts is that you get to kind of see where players fell. It, it the thing that sucks about these redrafts and why I wanted to bring it up was that um, you just notice that year over year over year over year that the Kings w- just were going in the wrong direction, maybe than, than everybody else, you know, and, and not that we wanted to make this a whole episode about redrafts, but. Um, <laughs> that, that they're just kind of funny when you go back and read them all. Um, the big article though that I really wanted to dive in with you guys on was the Jason Jones article, and I just lost it because I was looking through. But I, here it is. So Jason Jones, um, he put out a, an article on the Athletic. Now, Doug, you have the login for the Athletic. I don't, so I wasn't able to read it, but I did. I did just he read his tweet and reply to his tweet, and I thought that would that was enough. So I, this isn't necessarily an attack on Jason Jones or what he said because I don't know what he said, but it just sparked this idea. It was um, he said, "Who among this group should have their jersey retired by the Kings next?" And he says he makes his suggestion among the group he considered to be the top fifteen Kings of the last thirty five years, and so. He's uh, basically saying, uh, you know, who deserves to have their jersey retired next? And I wanted to bring this up because I feel very strongly about franchises and jersey retirements. Um, and I I have a certain opinion on this, but I'm going to let Ryan go first um, and just talk about jersey retirements and how it pertains to the Kings, Ryan. Okay, so when it comes down to it, um, uh, you know, who do they have retired right now? It's it from, from the two thousands on it's Chris Weber, Vladi and Peja, correct? Yeah. Those are, those are the three. All right. So I can understand Chris Weber. I don't understand Vladi Divok at all. Okay. That, that makes no sense to me. Vladi never made an all-star team in Sacramento. All right. Uh, they never won a championship with Vladi Divok. It's not like Vladi holds any type of Kings, um, you know, like records or anything like that. What are, what is his stats in Sacramento, Doug? Do you have that up? Yeah. He uh, spent six seasons in Sacramento, averaging 11.4 points per game and 7.8 rebounds a game. So nah. see, are you, are you, yeah, are you shitting me? Like, seriously, you retired this guy because he was a part of a team that lost in the Western conference finals. Literally, 
you know, maybe maybe you retired his number because of his little contributions that he had as a GM. All right. If if anybody deserves to have their jersey retired, that's that doesn't have it so far. Mike Bibby should be over Vladi Divac every single day. And it's not even close. And if you want to talk about career accolades in Sacramento, Chris Weber never made a first team all NBA. Vladi never made a first team all NBA. Peja never did, neither did Bibby. The only person to make a first team all NBA in Sacramento was Doug Christie in 2003 with the defensive team. All right. So you want to talk about retiring jerseys? That's absolutely it's ludicrous, man. It's it's kind of sad. Well, you said uh, it actually says right here, Doug. You can double check, but it says Chris Weber made the All NBA first team in 2001. Ryan, did he? That's what it says, man. He he was first team. Yes, first team All NBA in 2001, and then 99, 02, and 03 second team. Okay, all right. So Chris Weber's jersey's retired, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's fine. That's fine. I, that's fine. Chris, I I even said you could make an argument for Chris Weber to retire his jersey, but Vladi Peja, no. It's ridiculous. If you're going to retire Vladi's jersey, then you might as well just retire the whole starting five from the team. And that, Bibby's jersey better be retired then. It's not fair to Mike Bibby and Doug Christie. And that's that's what I had. That's what I had replied to Jason Jones because I said to him that you know this team has what what was my exact reply? I said something. I said there are two Pacific Division banners hanging at the Gold One Center. Don't need to don't see the need to retire the entire squad for that. And he replied, who retired the entire squad? And I replied, no, there's already three of them retired. I said, does anyone else need to be? Nope. I said, I don't even know why Peja and Vladi retired in the first place. And, and, and I agree with you. I mean, Chris Weber, although he, he, he didn't, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame. You can make the argument that Chris Weber is the best player in Sacramento era history. And for that, you know, there's some justification on the retirement. You know, but as for me, my I, I my take is if if you're a franchise, you're only retiring jerseys if they are Hall of Fame players, if they took you or carried you to a championship or they produced, um, you know, what I would say I would consider like elite, elite level statistics for a long period of time. Um, like that's kind of Mitch Richmond's thing, right? Mitch Richmond never really played on good teams. I think he maybe made the playoff one time during his time, but he put up elite level stats. And for that, he got the recognition, right? And so that's the only kind of a time I would, I would put it in there, but it's just kind of a reflection of the Sacramento Kings franchise when you want to retire these guys for what I would consider mediocre stats. Very, very mediocre. You know, like, you know, Vladi might've made an all-star team with Sacramento, but he, when you average 11 and what seven, Doug, is that what that was? Yeah. That, that's not very good numbers. Like what are Jason Thompson's career numbers in Sacramento? Not like, much that, better than that. Gotta we've, be- we've gone over them before. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Jason Thompson probably has similar stats. I know for a fact Willie Cauley Stein has probably better stats than Vladi did in Sacramento. So I I really don't understand. Like when you talk about accolades, you talk you talk about statistics. That's when jerseys get retired, championships, that kind of things. Vladi doesn't check any of the boxes. Either does Peja, all right, and either does anybody else who's ever played for for Sacramento. So I, I the whole jersey thing, it's it's kind of Sacramento just. They're doing it just to do it because they've never they don't have anybody who they can do it with. Well, if we're if we're retiring numbers like based on what you did in Sacramento, 
and and hear me out on this. And I know he played through a shit era, but if Vladi has his number retired, then when DeMarcus Cousins retired, he better have his fucking number retired. Because in his seven seasons, he averaged over 21 a game, almost 11 boards, so a double-double every night. He's first in rebounds, second in points, second in blocks, third in steals. So DeMarcus Cousins better have number 15 hanging from the Raptors someday, too. 100%. And that's what I'm talking about. Does DeMarcus Cousins deserve it? Hell no. But based off of what you're throwing out there, Yes, he does, you know, to, according to your criteria. What does you know, Vladi and Peja have done zero? You know, like, Peja, cool, you won back-to-back three-point championships. You know, you made a few All-Stars, cool. Again, you never made an NBA Finals. You didn't bring anything besides two Pacific banners. That is it. So I think that this all goes, it all circles around to me, which is that that Sacramento Kings fan mindset, and it's that, you know how how they they view basketball and how they uh, view the Kings. You know, and I want to say how they view basketball is like: do they even watch the NBA? People get so hyper focused on the Kings, and they just kind of fall in love with the environment and their team, and and they compare players to their their team. And a lot, I think, Demarcus Cousins. It sucks because Mitch Richmond. What did Mitch Richmond accomplish? Team wise, he didn't accomplish anything team wise, right? No, uh, he lost. They went to the they went to the playoffs like ninety five, ninety six. I think they lost to they lost to the Sonics like three games to one. Uh, the only thing that he ever did was be the All Star Game MVP while he was in Sacramento. That that's it. And, and what and what is that? You know who cares? that's that's a the All Star Game MVP. That's like the random individual team stat. It, it's kind of my thing where. Mitch Richmond gets a lot of love um, f- from the Kings, but just because he put up a lot of stats. But like Doug does bring the good argument where if you look at even Demarcus Cousins, I mean Demarcus Cousins, the level of stats that he reached was was crazy. And I think we should clarify again: we're not advocating that these guys get their jerseys retired. It's just that people want to hold on to this little era. And we did we did an episode a couple weeks ago about that Sacramento you know, Kings 02, you know, early 2000s era and um, talked all about that. And it's like, if that's your one claim to fame was like one year, you got the Western Conference Finals and you want to hang your whole franchise on that and retire everything on that. I, I, I just think it, it, it just only helps fuel this, what I, what I call the loser's mentality that the Kings have, that the media has. It's this um, celebration of mediocrity it's um, it's it's like when you know Rashawn Holmes gets chanted for an MVP for just playing hard. It's I just think that stuff's sad, you know. And and real franchises, I don't think do stuff like that. Winning franchises don't do do stuff like that. And I think that's where we come at people on Twitter is we think this stuff's pathetic. We accept it for what it is. I think, um, and, and we just kind of own it and hope to get better. Whereas a lot of people try to. I would say elevate the elevate the team and get caught up on, on all of that and I don't know it just it just bothers me and all these articles coming up I feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it, I think people are just uh, sorry, Ryan. People are just scratching for content right now, and so we're we're seeing some outlandish you know uh, claims. I guess I would say, Ryan, how do you feel about that? You agree with that? Yeah, it's 
there's nothing else to do. So people are going to try to look back on the past and, you know, I, I Sacramento specifically, there's not much to look at. So we're coming, you know, they're coming up with, you know, greatest their Mount Rushmore's in Sacramento, or who's the second best player on the team right now. And the reality there's, there's none of that, you know, like it's just, there's, there's not a lot with Sacramento history to come out with these types of uh, um, ideas and stuff. So, or, or lists. All right. Well, hey, we're looking to getting back on uh, with you guys soon. Uh, again, keep interacting with us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever is easiest for you guys. Again, we're not credentialed. You know, we're not paid to do this stuff. Uh, like we always say, we're just this is a podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. So um, for Defresh, Eric and Ryan, go Kings. Kings. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be notified for our next episode. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.